0: Tonight on Hops and Box Office Flops, we're busting out our chain wallets, blasting some Creed, and getting loaded on scat before we roll into our suburban high school to watch a
1: hobbit get bullied. Hops and Box Office Flops. A place where we can celebrate the underdog films, the bombs, the disasters the much-maligned movies that have drowned in their infamy. So please sit back, grab a beer, and enjoy the show.
0: Welcome to the 208th episode of Hops and Box Office Flops. We are the Internet's number one bad movie and good beer podcast, as rated by overzealous high school football coaches and hive-mind alien queens. I, Chumpzilla, will be hosting tonight for the first installment in our Hops and Gridiron Flop series, where we'll be reviewing bad movies that feature football in some capacity. We're kicking things off with an extremely 90s movie about a high school infiltrated by aliens, 1998's The Faculty.
2: You candy asses owe me 10 laps. Thanks,
0: Coach T-Dubs. And joining me on this episode are the pod's angsty fake lesbian, the Thunderous Wizard,
2: I'm not a lesbian, I'm just discovering myself, okay? That's fine. I'm angsty as fuck, though, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. And uh, we've also got our southern belle with a dark secret, Captain Cash.
2: Well,
1: hello, I'm from Atlanta, obviously. I do declare. I've always relied on the kindness of strangers. I'm not an alien,
2: I promise you. But I might put a thing, a weird thing in your ear when I'm just tickling you a little bit.
0: (laughs) And we've got everybody's plug for scat, Bling Blade.
3: Nothing's wrong with him. He's tweaking, you asshole.
0: Let him tweak. (laughs) I enjoy the fact that the caffeine pills somehow have the same effect as meth. I
1: I mean, you
2: take enough cold medicine. I mean... Yeah. so there Who
0: hasn't robo tripped come on maybe it's a little bath salty i don't know what
2: he's got going on
0: there yeah and that's also not really how diuretics work but let's let's I mean, not get hung up on
2: that uh dan uh what's what's the guy's name hyde from danny masters show was one of the addicts and uh so perhaps that yeah. was his plausible deniability for his terrible behaviors listen i was on scat what it's a drug from a movie i was in yeah
0: Moving on, as always, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Hops and B.O. And you can download us anywhere you find the finest podcasts. And gentlemen, that does bring us to beer. And for the faculty, I have selected a beer that, unlike this movie, is outside of my comfort zone. Tonight, I'm drinking the Terrapin Beer Company's Watermelon Ghost. Uh, Terrapin is out of Athens, Georgia, and this ghost pours a pinkish yellow with a light head and minimal lacing. And It checks in with a Captain Cash disappointing 4.5% ABV, but that also makes it very crushable and less likely to leave you dehydrated. You can smell the watermelon on this as soon as you pop the can and you definitely taste it too. It's got a lot of watermelon flavor to it. Um, it's tart. It's not too sour and it's got like a little bit of a yeasty finish to it. You get a little like bready kind of crackery notes. Um, usually I can't stand sours or ghosts in general, but this one's tolerable and it's uh you know, Hey, you know, if you're pounding some like heavy IPAs and stuff, it's a nice change of pace. So I'll give it a one and a half bad movie rating on a hot summer day in totally not Texas. Cheers, gentlemen.
1: Why would I need to worry about being dehydrated unless I was a goddamn alien?
0: Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Now who, hey, let's not, let's not, uh, get, uh, you know, been out of shape. You know, I'm allergic
1: to Texas. Yes. Also, I'm pretty sure this is in Ohio. But
0: it's set in Ohio. It's filmed Ah. in Austin. I think there outside of Austin, because that's, you know, that's the director's stomping grounds. And speaking of the director, the faculty was directed by Robert Rodriguez. Uh, It's his follow up to From Dusk Till Dawn. And it preceded Spy Kids in his filmography. Uh, the screenplay was written by Kevin Williamson of Scream 1, 2, and 3 fame. I Know What You Did Last Summer and Halloween H2O. Yeah.
2: Hartnett, also an H2O. Yep. Being well, handsome. The, this can be. the,
0: yeah, just like a couple years later, right? Or a year later. Yeah.
2: Uh, well, it was 2000. Yeah, 2000. the big yeah.
0: thing, yeah. Yeah, two years later. Uh, the original script had been floating around Hollywood since 1990. And after the success of Scream in 96, it was purchased by Miramax, and then they wanted to punch it up to make it more hip and capture that Scream buzz. Uh, So I figure this is probably how it went down in the Miramax office. Hey, Bob, what are the kids into today? I don't know, Harv. Scat? I I can only assume that's how that conversation went down.
3: Scat means poop.
0: Scat means poop.
2: Yeah, and if there's anybody who knows more about being just a hunk of shit than Harvey Weinstein, I'd like you to point them out. Yeah. He is a hunk of scat, yep, rotting in prison where he belongs. Yeah. Uh the cast for this movie is pretty stacked,
0: and that's one of the major reasons it's gone on to be like a mild cult classic and remains an excellent specimen from the lawless ass 90s. The faculty was Jordana Brewster's and Usher's first feature film roles, uh, although Usher does have a relatively small part. Uh, the rest of the high schoolers are played by Josh Hartnett, uh, Clea Duvall, Sean say Lauren Harris, Laura Harris, that is, and Elijah Wood, whose dad is played by Shooter McGavin.
1: The goatee. Nope. Choke on that, baby!
0: Shooter! And he Sh- even does the handguns movie. in the movie. He does the handguns in he the finger, movie. The
2: finger guns. The yep. finger guns, yeah.
0: And then the titular faculty is played by Bebe Norwith, Robert T1000 Patrick, Piper Laurie, Fonky Jansen, John Stewart. Yeah, that John Stewart. And Selma Hayek as the school nurse.
1: Meow. That uh, Selma Hayek did not get the turn as the sort of frumpy person, but actually you let her hair down and, like, give her a blowout and put her in nicer clothes, and she's actually super hot, that that wasn't Salma Hayek in this movie is an insult to absolutely everyone since 1999. He had a cold, and she was still hot the entire time. She's still the hottest person in the movie. Yeah, and it's not... hard nets in it.
0: You don't know, evil Fonky Jansen gives her a run for the money.
3: I yeah. mean, yeah, e- but not Salma son- Hayek yeah. hot. Yeah, I there mean... Was- you're going to be sucking my toes till
2: graduation. Yeah. yeah. I, know I know that turned at least one of you on. Bond, <laughs> Bond villainous Fump Ganson. Uh she was at the peak of her powers around this time. So Absolutely. Uh, trying to make her look like a nerd, how'd they do it? She had glass glasses. Glasses and a sweater, and a cardigan.
0: <laughs> yep, yep. They went the uh it's a wonderful life route. She had glasses. The horror. Uh, you also get cameos from Summer Phoenix, Danny Masterson, Mitch from Dazed and Confused, and Harry J. Knowles. He's the Ain't It Cool News guy who's sort of a monster, too. Harry Knowles is in this. Harry J. Yeah. Knowles. Who, He's the, who? The, the fat redheaded teacher in one of the opening scenes.
2: Oh, yes. Yeah. I thought he oh. had like a wheelchair or something. He
0: does now. <laughs> he's yeah. he, he was said i think he was seated the entire time in this movie too yeah. uh I, I didn't know who that was but apparently he's a thing on the internet
2: yes he was a thing and he was putting those stuff like this because ain't it cool news right they Isn't would that? try to yeah. curry favor with ain't it cool news because uh he had a big readership i guess but you know that's yeah. been standard studio practice now for a long time is okay wine and dine the nerds and they'll Give our movies better reviews. I'm not complaining. Our rollerball. Then they still get shit on. Yeah.
0: Apparently he's a Texas local too. So that made sense. The tale of the tape here. The faculty was filmed on a modest budget of $15 million. Similar to that of Scream. And it grossed just over $63 million. So it was a modest success. It probably broke even. uh, But that was nowhere near the $173 million that Scream made. So in addition to not meeting the studio's financial expectations, it was given mixed reviews by the critics. Most critics praised the cast, but felt the plot was too derivative of the much better movies it was clearly inspired by. And it is worth noting that this movie suffered from a terrible release date. It was released on Christmas Day in '98. Uh. This is not a Christmas movie. New. It's not even a uh, winter movie.
2: No, that's weird, but I did see this in theaters, so.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I could see this being, you know,
3: 98 something uh that you go see, maybe not on Christmas day, uh unless you're like me. When I came when I went home from college every year, like me and my buddies would always go to a movie on Christmas day in Middletown uh in the evening. Nice. Like, I, I could see I could see a group of guys going to go see it or something like that, but
2: Yeah, hey,
3: hey. you're not bringing the whole family to see uh the faculty exactly. on Christmas day.
0: Shout out to the middies. I don't oh, know. Daniel Van,
2: Daniel Van Bargens here is a drunk teacher. That <laughs> brings in the old, you know, the middle aged woman crowd. Like, he's oh, doing great. Oh Mr. yeah. Mr. Kruger from Seinfeld.
0: I can't believe I left him off my <laughs> faculty list. Yeah. Rest in peace, buddy. He was a Cincinnati native. I'm no, he's sure.
2: not Mr. Kruger. Different boss of George Costanza, but yeah, they regardless. used him to, uh, to
3: sell the Ohio angle. Yeah, when it was clearly shot in Texas.
2: Yeah,
0: uh, this should have been like a late summer, early fall release. It's a horror movie set in a high school for crying out loud. And it currently I mean, sits,
2: isn't. Uh, I mean, the the summer release is pretty standard for like a teen horror film, like such yep. as uh, Talk to Me, for example, that just came out, or like I Know What You Did Last Summer and Scream and those types of things. Like, although. The recent screams have been what in the Aprils. So either way like but Christmas is a terrible release point for this. It's almost like they were like, i eh, just send it to die cuz something big is coming out then and we'll see what happens." But it made money, so. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It currently sits at 55% on Rotten Tomatoes with a surprisingly low audience score of 57. I I thought this would get a, you know, the, the old uh, genre bump, but it does not. It runs a crisp 99 minutes. It's rated R and you can stream it for free on Pluto TV. So that brings us to one-liners. Bling Blake, would you like to start us off? Well, I'd
3: be happy to. Um, It's a little bit teenage comedy, a little bit sci-fi. Hey, even a little romantic. Oh, and
0: everyone's a murderous alien. Mm, Yeah, yeah, that's definitely better than the imdb one-liner we'll get here in a second
1: it feels like it could have been the the one-liner for the oc oh yeah i mean that makes sense too my one-liner for this is invasion of the breakfast club
0: nope yeah that's that's solid
3: that's what it is it's the breakfast club and invasion of the body snatchers smashed together it's a mashup
2: Mm -hmm. with a
0: healthy dose of the thing all right t-dubs what's your one-liner
2: Okay, I'm pretty proud of this because uh, Pink Floyd's also one of their songs is featured on the soundtrack. But it's Hey students, leave those squids alone. Bow, bow, bow. You know, cause usually it's hey teachers leave those kids alone, but yeah, now it's the students mess with the aliens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a great job, buddy. See <laughs> you know what I did there? I kind of flipped around.
0: Yeah. You know, yeah no.
1: Nothing makes a joke funnier when someone then explains you don't why even know who pink Floyd is funny. shut up <laughs> leave it alone captain cash
0: i mean you, sometimes your joke is so good you just have to explain it to
1: people you just I mean, want to walk people right through it yeah clever you, you were
0: you got to make sure they, they capture your full you know brilliance um so here's my one-liner a group of high school students learned the valuable lesson that most of life's problems can be solved with drugs
3: i mean it it does solve the problem yeah
2: yeah, but don't forget, you can't have any scat if you don't eat your pudding. Yeah. We'll see scat scat, oh, mean, scat means yeah. poop. Ski.
3: Yeah, you got to eat,
2: poop. but but you have to eat your meat. How yeah. can
3: you have any scat if yeah. you haven't eaten your meat?
2: Uh oh, too man. bad if it was skied, it works better. Yeah, it would. good. A lot of ways this could go. I mean, pudding and meat don't rhyme. No, but I'm no. trying to like. You know, squids and kids, right? Right. So, mm. uh, gotta like, uh, yeah. Gotta like oh, I see what you're going here. with here. Yeah. Okay.
3: I got you. I got you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, the IMDb one liner for this movie might be a top three all time worst. We really should have kept better track of this, but this might be one of the worst ones I've ever seen. It's just wrong, completely wrong. When Casey Connor, Harrington High School's newspaper photographer, witnesses the murder of a nurse and sees her alive again. He decides to investigate the bizarre happenings.
2: Okay. But I I, I have another one that's probably better. I mean, that is what happens. Yeah,
0: it, it is, but it makes it seem like Elijah Wood's the main character. And it's yeah. Like, well, I it's mean, he, like, is he is sort kind of is. a character, but... He's now, kind of the hero in the end, but uh, yeah. Now stay with me
2: here. All in all, it's just another parasite in the hall. Uh, that's pretty good. That's pretty. How good. long I is he gonna like keep that. going?
0: That's three so far. As long yeah. as we
2: let him. <laughs> yeah, I'm never gonna stop. Yeah, there's a lot of material here. I'm not yeah. the thunderous wizard anymore. I've been taken. I feel no You're pain. The thunderous wizard anymore. now. Everything Ooh. is better here. Yeah, mm-hmm. everything. Join me. I don't see you drinking any water though, so I'm not buying it. Oh, I'm drinking hella water.
0: I'm get dried that.
2: out like that. Oh, look, old look at that.
0: Look at that hydro flask. Okay. Um, okay, so let's get into the plot of the faculty. Uh, and just, you know, disclaimer here. I don't go into great detail, <laughs> detail that is to every scene. But as we've already indicated, this movie is basically cribbed from Invasion of the Body Snatchers. The thing, I would throw in the Night of the Creeps, even, uh, and The Breakfast Club. Because it's basically the meta horror equivalent of a sci-fi alien invasion movie. It's very much in that Scream model where the characters sort of are aware of what's going on because of other movies and media they've seen. Uh, You know, so they're like aware. And that's, yeah. So anyway, it's Scream with aliens. So an alien parasite arrives at an Ohio, totally not Texas high school, and begins assimilating the staff as the first step in its plan for world domination. The only thing standing between the parasite and taking over the planet is a group of students, loosely based on the characters from The Breakfast Club, and a home-brewed street drug called SCAT, which is what, Bling Boing? Poop. Poop. The kids begin to notice something's not right with their teachers and eventually discover they are being possessed by the alien parasite through a series of scenes lifted directly from classic sci-fi movies with similar plots. The kids use scream meta-logic to figure out how to stop the invasion. The aliens are controlled by a central queen, and they can be killed with scat because it dries them out.
2: I do have a couple of uh, quibbles with the plot of this film. Uh, One, the assumption that if you kill this new alien species that no one has ever encountered before, uh, if you kill the queen, then everyone else should be fine, is a huge fucking reach. Giant. Uh, Well,
0: you got to remember that Dr. Josh Hartnett...
2: Looked yes. at this thing under a
0: microscope for about 30 seconds yes. and totally and then, dis- was able to discern its biological cycle. In I, I think it's, that also it's just plan that.
2: A. It was just plan A. Like, hey, let's try this. Maybe this will work, he's which like, is also quite fair. When he yeah. dissects the spring roll and he's like, see this here? He's like, it's missing something. This is this is just a drone. It's like how the fuck would you know? You know like you are the the school drug dealer. Come on.
0: Who's repeating should, the 12th grade?
2: Shouldn't because Elijah be genius Wood and he likes to guy, hang out and make money. Shouldn't Elijah would be the guy that determines this?
0: What well, if this movie wanted to be more com- you know commercially successful? Yeah, one guy should have been the hero instead of splitting, you know, the duties up. Cuz yes, oh, I think it makes for a good movie. I do like the fact that all the characters kind of get their moments, but at the same time, that's not as like, you know, traditional. You're not going to get the same like engagement from the audience when it's it's just not a straightforward hero's journey kind of thing.
2: But the biggest failure of a movie like this, where it is, who's the killer and you have the, the mixed match group of people all trying to determine this. And clearly it's somebody either within the group or, tangentially related to the group right it's not enough people are murdered in the movie because no. they're just turned into drones but you got to have some murdering
0: yeah you got to have some fake outs there's not a lot of fake outs in yes. this movie either yeah no, why it's, is the one likable teacher the one that dies
2: it's a hundred percent clear it's the new student i mean there's a lot fair- of visual cues that are not subtle that it is her
0: and she sticks out like a sore thumb, too. It's like she's obviously like she's there to do nothing, basically, except she's sort of a, a quasi love interest. But it's yeah. It's, at the same time, it's yeah. It, anyway, anyway, let's, let's get through this. It's this is a very abbreviated plot because as you've just revealed, T Dubs, spoiler, there's the movie's big twist. It's the new girl from Atlanta. She's been the queen all along. So after the queen is defeated via a pen of scat to the eye, the second time that kills used in the movie. Kind of kind of lame for the climax. You reuse something you already did once. Everything does go back to normal, just like they thought. But life is even better now. The drug dealing low life is now the quarterback and possibly banging the hot teacher. The goth girl is now well adjusted and dating the ex quarterback who's focusing on his studies. And the mean girl has changed her ways. She's dating the geeky kid who's become the hero for stopping the invasion. See, kids, drugs really do make life better.
2: All right, right. Yeah. there's I'm a lot sure that's of the like
0: moral of the story, right?
2: Yada yada yadaing away like disastrous things that occurred during this invasion, such as liquidating the school principal. Uh <laughs> It's not clear to me why she's the only one that liquidates. Yeah, well, John because... Stort sort of is going to as well, but she gets a whole pile of scat to the face. You can't, yeah. take, can't take that much scat. You can't take scat. a pile of scat to the face. You can't skeeve up and beat because out the your way.
3: Queen. That's yeah. because the queen was trying to get rid of all the scat. She's like, well, she's already dead, yeah. so I might as well. But it. that's
2: not even the first uh, clue that she's the one, because there's a moment right before she scats all over her face where the lady looks at her with the eyes like, you're not really going to let them kill me, are you? We're right, dead at, uh, Joe Bean Baker from Atlanta,
0: whatever, Barry, <laughs> whatever Barry, name is. Beth Foghorn Leghorn, whatever. Yeah. I love how every time she introduces herself, she introduces herself with her full name.
2: Which means, yep, you're clearly a bad fucking person.
0: a mutant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. she's um, yeah.
2: <laughs> she's in a she's in an Edgar suit, man.
0: Yeah, and, you know, I have to admit, hold on, Blake. I, I I being too harsh here. That's probably the one fake out that I really enjoyed. Because for a second there, even though it's pretty obvious, it's like, well, wait a minute. Maybe she just panicked and like used all that stuff. But clearly, if you watch it with a critical eye, she's just trying to eliminate the scat, just the same way the possessed drug guys were trying to buy it all. They're just trying to eliminate the supply because it's the biggest threat to their existence. Hundred yep. percent. Yep. And I do think one thing this movie does that is really good—that it borrows from the thing but expands on it a little bit is that at various points in the thing, multiple people are infected at the same time interacting with each other and somewhat competing potentially. And there's the theory that like, well, that's because the hive mind doesn't really care which one of them survives as long as one of them does. And I think the fact that the the drones and the queen are kind of interacting and like sort of like letting them do their own things, but you get a sense that there's tension there. That maybe that like you know there's a chance that someone could you know outsmart the queen or something. Uh, The movie doesn't do a whole lot with it, but it expands on that idea a little bit with those little interactions, especially on a second watch. And the other teachers do the weird communication thing too sometimes.
2: Well, and it also seems like yeah, your planet was dying, but where's the rest of your uh, species? They're in the moon because the moon's superstructure. Are they on the Uh, wait wait wait? Are they on the inside of the moon? The moon's (laughs) hollow. Are they on the dark side of the moon? Oh, no. That's four. That's four. Wow. Okay. We
1: have to nuke the moon, you guys.
0: It's the only way
3: to be sure. It's a
1: threat.
0: (laughs) I think the,
3: the, the most dead giveaway that that girl was the alien was that a southern girl who's presumably been to a cotillion at some point in her life from Georgia decides to make the goth purported lesbian girl her friend like that's her one mission in life has become friends with them. no that's
0: clearly an alien uh, i think the movie could have set some stuff up a little bit better left you guessing but anyway let's get to some beer ratings here i'll go first this is a four enjoyment beer movie for me i did yada yada over a lot of the stuff but some of the you know homages to the thing in this movie are pretty good some of the kills are pretty good And it's a pretty fun movie to watch. I liked it in 98. I think it holds up well. The cast is great. The script is serviceable. It's a little nonsensical, but hey, it's fun. And honestly, I'd say like 75% of the special effects hold up pretty well. Some of them are pretty dated, pretty 90s. But uh, yeah, it's an easy watch for me for enjoyment beers. Who wants to go next?
2: Uh, Sure, I'll go. I saw this in theaters. I enjoyed it then. I still enjoy it. You can see why Josh Hartnett went on to be a very hot commodity for the next decade plus. And now he's sort of having a little bit of a comeback. Uh, like all great high school movies, most of the actors were far too old for the roles they were playing, including yeah. <laughs> including the Southern Exchange alien, yeah. who was actually but, like thirty three.
0: Yeah, and it doesn't help that Hartnett is six three; he just looks huge yeah. in
2: the whole movie. Uh, Elijah
0: Wood is the only one of them that looks like he's in high school. And I admit, when they put glasses on uh, Jordana Brewster, she does look younger. They should have kept her in the glasses yeah. the whole time.
2: But yeah, there's some cool kills. Uh, the John Stewart scene is is pretty rad. I like the creature, although again it is sort of a rip on on, on other things. Um,
0: it's a little generic, but yeah, it was it was a, it was a, the pool scene is also pretty cool. But
2: like, you uh, can't tell
0: me that didn't inspire A V too. Yeah, whatever, but
2: uh, right? Robert Patrick rules in this movie. He's he's so he's such a badass. Uh, he's and there's just workshopping cool... his character from peacemaker yeah there's some cool practical effects like the old teacher who basically half her skull comes off in the shower yeah uh, that's Bibi pretty World gets done super dirty when she gets the giant thing of scat to the face the and charlie just decomposes sheen, the charlie
0: yeah. sheen sized portion of scat
2: yeah when <laughs> she gets tony montana by the uh the queen so yeah i'd say like three enjoyment beers maybe three and a half enjoyment beers, half a pain beer. Some of the, the script is pretty bad. There's a lot of like, uh-huh, yeah, okay. Like uh, Elijah Wood's parents, parent, uh, just immediately like, oh, he needs psychological help. And though what? you do get the funny scene about them taking the porn from under his mattress, it's still like, uh, guys, I think we've gone Shooter from like says. step one to step 30 here. What's going on? well she says
0: no more flogging the bishop (laughs) well i think again that's part of the movie that doesn't work so well is that that whole angle of elijah wood's character like no i really saw it like mr mrs Krabopo and principal skinner were making babies when i saw the babies one of the babies winked at me yeah it just it doesn't fit the rest of the movie it doesn't really it doesn't really do anything either
2: well to your your joke about this being the breakfast club right like this movie is very anti-adult yeah it's like
0: the kids are smarter than the adults yes like
2: yeah. oh we'll have to do this on our own because it's trying to to cater to that same crowd I mean scream is also very like it's there's no adults in that movie who are of any significance whatsoever
0: yeah
2: you know like the, only, the principal's a huge dickhead in that movie to the point where like You should probably care if Henry Winkler gets hung from a flagpole, but you don't. This channel's that energy pretty hardcore, so. Hey
0: man, you mess with the bull, you get the horns. All right, well, uh, somebody, somebody go next. Bling Blake, Captain Cash. Uh, I'll tap in. Uh, It's four. It's four beers, Mm.
3: three enjoyment, one pain. Mostly because this, as you guys know, is not my favorite genre. Um, that said, it's got a great cast and it's pretty enjoyable. I never would have watched it again if not for this pod. I doubt that I will watch it again, but I'm not mad that I did. So, yeah, yeah.
1: three and one.
0: Oh, fair enough. I think that's a very fair, fair rating coming from you, Bling. All right, Captain Cash, you're pulling your rear, buddy.
1: I don't feel like I'm gonna rock the boat here. I think it's a a solid three. It's enjoyment. I I don't think this is a bad movie at all. In fact, of all the screen clones, at least this one is doing something interesting. So, trying. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's definitely lesser than all the things it steals from, but it still executes it competently enough that I have an enjoyable time for not quite two hours. That
0: checks out. Well, we've covered the plot. We've got our beer ratings in. So let's take a break and hear a message from our scat snorting brother from another mother at the Double Turn Podcast.
2: And don't forget to check out our home base at wabamentertainment.com for all your comic book and movie needs. And check out our sister podcast, Hops and Box Office Flops. Enjoy, and we'll catch you on the flip side.
0: Welcome back to Hops and Box Office Flops. We're still talking about the faculty, and I have a few questions for the panel. Are you guys surprised this movie failed to make Scream money?
3: I mean, honestly, I'm I'm not, but... Not because it was bad, and it it certainly didn't flop, right? Uh, but that's not the question that you asked.
0: Yeah, they were hoping to make at least double what it actually did. I, I would assume. Well, didn't it like quadruple it? Wasn't it? Didn't it make like sixty something? No, but it, yeah, it made sixty. But I bet they were probably hoping for you know low hundreds. Like, oh, I'm
3: sure. I'm sure they were trying uh, to
0: mean, capture that same kind of uh, you know impact.
3: It it definitely had plenty of relative uh, relevant names, and uh, that that genre was certainly doing very well at the time. But like you guys said earlier, it came out in Christmas 98. So like while I can see people catching it at home, it's not that Christmas movie. And it was also released at the same time, like a civil action, thin red line, mighty Joe young patch Adams. You've got mail came out the week before star Trek insurrection is still in theaters. Jack Frost and Shakespeare in love are only out for two weeks. Like, of course, it didn't make a ton of money.
1: Uh, I mean, nobody you know, liked those... Insurrection.
0: Yeah, um, but people wanted to go see it. Is that the one with Tom Hardy? No, that was Nemesis.
1: Yeah, no, this was still uh, the OG
3: cast. Yeah, or uh, yeah. no, that was the Next Generation cast.
0: Next, Next Generation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and then yeah, that's the one with Tom Hardy. He he plays the the clone of Picard, and yes,
1: he does. And it is Nemesis. And he's <laughs> and
0: he's basically workshopping his Bane voice in that movie. Um. Yeah. You know, that's not a lot of stiff competition bling. Like uh, it just, this movie just doesn't fit in that window. It's just not a family holiday season movie at all. Again, I have a real problem with movies that are set in summer being released in the winter and vice versa. Like the thing being a summer release doesn't make any sense. You know, the movie's set like in the cold, it's desolate. It's a fall winter movie. I think that matters. I think that matters. I think people's, you know, minds their psychologies in a certain phase, and the movie just clashes with it. So probably didn't get great word of mouth. But I am kind of surprised, though, personally, that this f- didn't make more money. I mean, I don't think it was ever going to make screen money. But I'm kind of shocked it didn't get a hundred million. But at the same time, bad release date. There was no like true like main character, you know, like hero's journey through it that the audience could really identify with, and. Honestly, there's a lot of cool stuff in this movie, but there's no wow moment. There's no even the reveal wasn't like a huge surprise or shock. And uh, the climax kind of fails to build the stakes, even though there's a giant monster at the end. It just doesn't it doesn't pop like you want it to in a movie like this. And I think T-Dub's nailed it on the head earlier. There's not enough murdering up to that point. You need some killings and stuff to escalate the stakes, to make it feel like it's building up to that final confrontation. This movie doesn't quite do that. So, yeah, I don't think you got a lot of repeat views on this. Nobody's like, oh, man, you got to see this movie for this one part. And nobody's going back to watch it a second time in theaters.
2: Um, so I'm, I'm not surprised. Uh, screams of slashers. Slashers are generally more audience friendly than this is sort of like niche genre horror
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh so scream i looked it up was actually released december 20th 96 but scream also had nev campbell so party of five courtney cox friends uh drew barrymore even though she's barely in the movie was booked as being in the movie yeah, but there's the wow uh, moment right it's a west craven movie it's a much easier film to market because you can just drop the, the phone ringing and then do you like scary movies and yeah, and most of the young cast, although I like everybody in this, it's not like Elijah Wood has ever been Mr. Big Box Office Draw. Like, people didn't go see the Lord of the Rings for Elijah Wood. They saw the Lord of the Rings because it's the Lord of the Rings. And all the people in Scream were like very, very hot on whatever property they were on. And, and Josh Hartnett was relatively unknown. Uh, Jordana Brewster, first movie. Yeah. Fomp Oh, there's the really attractive woman from Goldeneye. But I I disagree. I don't think it's the problem of the cast. I think the cast does a really great
1: job. I think the challenge is it did. Scream did well. What this kind of only does. OK, right. Scream works as a slasher movie, and it has that genre savviness which, and the meta commentary, which was incredibly new in the 90s. But we kind of already said it. The the horror sci fi aspect of this is muddled at best. It the little squids if you snort scat, which is poop, as I understand it, uh, bling Blake. I'm told scat means poop. It somehow keeps the people alive, and then there are scenes where, in uh, in an homage to the thing, someone gets their head cut off and then just reattaches it to their body, and later
2: they're fine. I don't understand how, but there's a queen. Yeah, snorting a pen of scat like one—that's not nearly enough to dry your body out. But whatever, and that's
0: not how how caffeine works. It's not like reactive with
3: moisture.
1: Listen, I'm not arguing it with the phlebotonum. I'm just saying that the the way that the alien threat is presented is never completely consistent, and the way that Scream, you know, can have murders. This ha- can have alien murders, but they don't want it to be super depressing at the end, so everybody's fine, minus, I guess, the principal, the one cool teacher, and the one lady who just it didn't take, I guess.
0: yeah, and the, the new girl stays dead, too. She was going to yeah. die anyway. That lady
1: was on her way out.
0: No, I, I think you actually really hit on I something mean,
2: that, that, that's that, what that, living in Ohio does to you. That's true. Slowly, slowly kills you. <laughs> That's just
0: Ohio living right there. No, I think you hit on something there, Captain Cash. Scream works as a slasher and they use the fact that there have to be rules and as like that meta commentary. And that's also part of the uh, sci-fi genre. Typically these monsters or creatures have rules, right? Or, you know, patterns or something. And that's, you know, that the, the, the humans can understand and, you know, use to gain advantage this movie mixes up that sci-fi part of it. Like as a hard sci-fi movie, this fails spectacularly because none of it really makes any sense. And If you give it any scrutiny at all, it's just nonsense.
2: And they're, they're also relying on movies that are far, far, far removed from the cultural zeitgeist to be like, Oh, well this happened in this movie. It's like the movie is like in the sixties. Like scream is like literally cueing things that are very familiar to audiences because slashers were the most overdone genre of horror film. For two plus decades.
0: Yeah. I mean, and certainly, you know, people would have seen those movies within the last like, you know, 15 years, tops.
2: Well, everyone's still watching Halloween, right? Yeah. Like, and everybody still knows who Wes Craven is because Wes Craven did Nightmare on Elm Street, which is widely considered one of the greatest horror movies of all time, too. So that's all there's also a director comparison to be made. Like, I like Robert Rodriguez, but uh he doesn't have the horror clout of a Wes Craven.
1: No,
0: or or a sci-fi clout
2: either Eh,
1: and city planet terror he got there eventually well yeah Yeah, but those those weren't out yet
0: you know and i would i would admit like some of his action stuff is the best part of the movie because he was more of an action guy um i'm surprised there's not more gunplay in this movie frankly anyway moving on uh okay here's the biggest plot hole that drives me crazy why didn't the queen infect zeke that's josh hartnett in the school chemistry lab when they're flirting why? Right. I it's, have an easy answer.
1: Because yeah. if she did, there wouldn't be a movie. Next question. No. Yep. Stupid Fake answer.
2: Out. It's if you've got a chance to suck face with Josh Hartnett, you lose your wits a little bit. The I mean, queen even got mixed up by his smoldering gaze. I, I would have. I don't know. That's the answer. He's a handsome cat.
0: She had. She knew he was a threat. She had him isolated. And I'm just saying. Didn't do it. If I've got
2: heartnet in, in the supply closet, all of a sudden um, I'm like a little less, yeah, you know, um, Yeah, not now, on my game.
0: To the movie's defense, after I just knocked it for its lack of like world building and rules, I think it's Robert Patrick's character goes out of his way to say that the climate and whatnot makes them a little crazy and impulsive. So, yeah, maybe she was really under a spell a bit there, but I don't know. I'm not buying
2: it. You and your oversized undershirt, you handsome son of a bitch. You look like you just crawled out of bed, but you're irresistible. Yeah,
0: wow. Um, And and here's my other, one of my other knocks on this movie. Why is it set in Ohio when it's clearly shot in Texas? And they even specifically mention that bit about the hot, dry climate, you know, kind of as a plot point. Uh, Ohio is not known for its arid climate.
2: Uh, yeah. One of the things is that you get that whole, there's the whole assumption like, well, they have to attack somewhere small first. Yeah, Red Dawn's intention. Yeah.
0: This has plenty of small towns. Worked in
2: Red Dawn. It's fine. Honestly, and, and, it, it and can also, be a number of things. The city plus, could have not wanted to give, like, nope, you can film it here, but you're not saying it's in Texas. I and Elijah it Wood. <laughs> I don't actually care. But. We wanted Elijah Wood to say, you go in the back door. Uh-huh. And if you're yeah. gonna go into America's anus, that is Ohio. So,
0: so, the, so, so you're they were in Hamilton, is what you're telling me. I mean,
2: yeah, this, I, the school is remarkably like run down. So,
0: I mean, but that that was you know, that except was for just, the football I,
2: field, super nice. Because if America does one thing well, it's spend money on sports when they probably don't matter very much. That particular school. Well, well you need that, a nice football stadium. Go to Texas.
0: In Texas, I mean, again, I again, the full football angle makes more sense in Texas too, because
3: that's kind hey, of the hey, thing. hey, 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 Ohio is the football state.
0: Oh, well, we are, but Texas is the one that's known for like, you know, not investing in their academics and putting it into their fancy football program. That's more of a Texas thing. They have, they have those huge, monstrous McMansion stadiums down there.
2: They do, you know, that, generally that's a Texas in most thing. states and at most high schools, the most expensive part of every high school, on average, is the football stadium which again is quite stupid because most schools are not particularly good at football. So maybe invest in other shit. That's just me. Like the band.
0: Let's let's, do a little round, uh, round Robin here. Favorite kill or effect in the movie. I'll start. It's the Jon Stewart kill. That whole scene is great. My only knock is that the paper cutter fake out is a little disappointing.
2: Uh, BB Newworth, man, just getting Get smoke, Lilith. It's like as if she had to keep talking to Kelsey Grammer her whole life and just spontaneously <laughs> decomposed. I mean, that melt was
1: pretty that was a pretty good melt.
0: Yeah.
1: But I mean, I think you kind of give it to the fact that they built a giant monster tentacle puppet. I it's pretty rad. I did
2: I did like that. Like I love when they did, the, at least. they did the practical effects. And I think the movie would actually be because even though i do like the movie like the reason we all love the thing so much is because the practical effects are so gnarly and they kind of did themselves a disservice by throwing some real janky cgi in there
0: yeah they could have used more of that puppet we could have seen more of that it was good and it still holds up well um i will say this one thing that i think also this movie lacks is goo 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 stuff wasn't slimy enough except for like the one old lady in the shower. There needed to be more goo.
2: I would have liked to see more like when Elijah Wood had several of the pods trying to eat through his face. A little bit more of that. Give us more of that, like when the football game's going on. Let us watch some ears just start squirting blood and shit.
0: Yeah. I mean, again, these guys are like water, you know, aliens or whatever. Like, they should be gooey. We're slime. We're practical slime. And to your uh, uh, sensibilities, Blake, I mean – for being rated R, this movie's not particularly gory. There's not a lot of like hard to watch stuff. It's
2: oh, honestly, the movie would have done itself a favor by just cutting out the majority of the F words and being PG thirteen, and then it would have mm-hmm. uh, instead of making three times its budget, it would have made like six times its budget. So, yeah.
3: yeah, I mean, I think the only thing that really made it rated R was the was the dialogue. It certainly wasn't any of the the violence. I
1: mean, or, Mary uh, Breath gets pretty naked. That's true. We don't get no full frontal. Maybe yeah, but I they could the bl- I mean,
2: if you watched it on YouTube, you sure did. You could darken the the shadows, the shadows and stuff, and totally, and then just and then also just shoot, you know, change yeah. the angle of the shots, and you would you wouldn't even know.
0: They might have had to cut away from some of the kills quicker, but that would mattered. nothing. Nothing was too graphic or gruesome. Maybe some oh. of the eye stuff would have been a quick cut. Um, they're weird about that. They'll let you see it, but you can't like linger on it. Mm-hmm. I don't
2: know. Nunchucks, um, man.
0: Nunchucks. That's the UK, man. No <laughs> nunchucks. Uh, uh, What's your favorite references to another movie? And and again, I'll go first here. For me, it was The Walking head And then Josh Hartnett delivers sort of a like, I'm fucking out of here.
1: You guys is- see this thing? You, see you the want, thing you want to see that again? Yeah. But With like tentacles instead of spider legs.
0: Like, I I like the way they set it up with the car wreck, and it was just like a that was that was a wink so hard at the camera. I had to go like, well done,
2: well done. Uh the best scene in the movie is is the essentially the the blood sample scene, which in this is the scat snorting scene, where you know Elijah Wood gets really high, and he goes showdown. (laughs) I love that scene. So I mean, it's and it it absolutely is just totally ripped from from the thing and i think it's the most effective homage so
0: yeah it's done very well i mean even though you know what it's from it's still a good scene
2: then you get the really flagrant stunt double bursting through the (laughs) barn door
0: (laughs) yeah all of a sudden jordana brewster put on about 35 pounds of muscle Yeah,
2: all of a sudden she's a man in a wig (laughs) just crashing through she looked fine it's fine
1: Still less bad than the dummy Stallone was carrying and stop her, my mom will shoot. But
0: um, I don't know the dummy of Famke Janssen that goes through the windshield uh, is pretty bad right before her. That's that's a
2: tough one. Yeah, no, it just flies out of the car. It keep... looked
0: like somebody threw it out
3: the window. Yeah, you, yeah. you can
0: almost you can almost see the grip there just chucking it into the camera view. Like, yeah, was it just riding on top
1: of the car? <laughs>
3: I think for me it was it, it's it's Red Dawn. They were clearly referencing Red Dawn the whole time they made it in Ohio. So I like Up Red there, Dawn.
0: Huh? Wolverines, buddy. Wolverines. Why can't they be buckeyes anyway? All right. You guys <laughs> like are was scary. <laughs>
1: I like that the whole thing was vaguely varsity blues, which I think came out a year later. Yep. Yeah, somehow- right? Like,
3: I don't want your life.
1: I don't want your slugs. Like, yeah, the, the, the quarterback quitting.
0: There's a little Daisy Confused reference in there, I think. Uh yeah, I mean, and that I have to admit, that whole storyline didn't make any sense. It didn't really add anything to the movie other than the callback at the end. Right. Like the only thing that, that would have made that, I don't
3: know, like, because it's the catalyst for him and Jordana Brewster, like she mean girls away from him, and then. Continues that she still doesn't like him anymore because at the quarterback, but she will start hooking up with Elijah Wood because he's a hero. So is she really she's still a mean girl? Maybe she still is a mean girl.
2: But he hasn't changed, dude. Kind she's of? after that fame. Yeah, yeah, he's on the cover of Newsweek. Remember when the the all the reporters are coming to talk to him and he's like, local or national? She's like, both. Both. It's like you clout chasing Jack. That's a big sure have
1: her. changed. No, they haven't. Yeah.
2: She's still a B. Yeah, next thing you know, she's hooked <laughs> up with Hartnett cuz he's the new captain of the football team and then uh, Fomp Janssen murders her and <laughs> Yeah, cuz my... they're the
0: boyfriend.
3: They're clearly hooking up at the end. That's
2: a 100%. Well,
0: yeah, but he's like 27 at that point. So, I don't know. Why uh, matter? I don't know why he's still eligible for high school sports. He probably shouldn't
2: be. He never played. He was born in 75, so he was 33 when this came out.
0: It's, no, uh, I, I'm just making a joke that his character had to repeat the 12th grade.
2: Or no, he was 23. Yeah, not 33. Yeah, yeah 23. But, but he is old. He's he's markedly older looking than the other students. But that's just because I mean he's big guy. Yeah, he's a big guy. Three. He's an adult yeah. man. And
3: Elijah Wood is currently what 40 something? And he still looks like he could be a sophomore in high school.
1: Yeah, he looks like a wee baby person
2: in this this movie.
3: Like he doesn't look a senior, that's for sure.
2: He certainly doesn't look like he's related to Christopher McDonald.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm also very far from that tree.
2: I'd like to point out at this juncture,
0: too, that we've made it this far into the podcast. And aside from me mentioning that Usher is in this movie at the opening and referencing the cast, he hasn't come up again. Because he he
2: doesn't do anything. He He does clothesline a guy, and I really like that. (laughs) It was a good, yeah. Oh, yeah.
3: I forgot. We didn't even mention why it's related to gridiron flops. We have a football scene. You get
2: a Friday night light scene, which is pretty, pretty rad with them basically taking over the entire other team and then having a weird uh, squid face shower.
1: (laughs) I
3: am going to get on my soapbox here at this point in time. Because this is not a gridiron flop. This is not a football movie. This shouldn't even be included in this month. You but know, extra plays, beer for that. I'm changing my beer rating to five beers.
2: But football plays a central role in this movie. It, it could have it been for, volleyball. This could have been side out base. No, dude, you can't even, nobody can touch volleyball without people bringing up side out. And knowing, like, oh, are you sponsored by Jose Cuervo? Though, yeah,
3: wouldn't that be an awesome <laughs> reference? That'd be the that would win the movie reference quiz or question.
2: Yeah. Oh, you guys got Timmons and Ludi in your movie? No, then get the fuck out. Get out. Right. See you. So get off the
0: scale. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you just dogged it a bit, but I'll still ask the question. Bling, does this movie deserve its cult status?
3: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's good, especially considering how successful everybody became. These kinds mm-hmm. of movies are fun to revisit. I'll give it that.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. It's a fun movie. It's a great '90s time capsule movie.
2: Yeah, I loved it. I still love it, and it's just one of those great like teachers are weird, the kids are gonna save the day, hooray! It's yeah. fun. Yeah, it's yeah, a, it's cash. a hidden Robert Rodriguez gem because I totally forgot he directed it. So,
0: yeah, so did I.
2: I mean, of all the
1: Scream clones, including some of the latter Scream movies, basically anything after two, I think this does what Scream did best out of all the clones. So, yeah, I mean, it's it an also-ran? Sure, but it's still a good time. It's the
0: best of the also-rans.
2: Yes, agreed. Are You trying to tell me this is better than I still know what you did last summer? <laughs> is that
0: the one with the Doritos chick in it,
2: uh, or the Naxima girl? No, that's that's urban legend.
3: Urban legend, that's right.
2: Yeah, and that movie's crap. And uh, that terrible. Valentine is pretty bad, mm-hmm. right? Like, there's a lot of bad slashers from that period. Yeah. Uh, you know, like here, here's one that was sort of like this disturbing behavior. I love that movie. Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: I love that movie. James Martin. I forget who the female lead is in that. Katie Holmes. It's Katie Holmes. That's yeah. right. Yeah. I, it's great soundtrack. That that movie, between these two movies with alternative 90s rock soundtracks, disturbing behavior has the better one. It had Flagpole Sitter on it and Got You Where I Want You by the Flies, which is a great one-hit wonder band. So that actually leads me to my last two questions. Um, who had the best? Because Captain Cash mentioned the young stars who had the best post the faculty career.
2: Well, it's gotta be Elijah Wood. I mean, I feel like it's Jon Stewart actually, but yeah, it, but it, like yeah. acting wise, Elijah Wood was in three straight movies that were nominated for best picture. He's had a career that's lasted from the time he was a young, young child to the present. He does all kinds of things now. Uh Short well, of him well, though, clearly, it's Hartnett. He was like an A-list, A-list, A-list leading man where he was sought after and had movies that basically revolved around just him being in them. Pearl Harbor. That weird buddy cop one with Harrison Ford that I like. I, don't get me started on that movie. I love oh. it so much. <laughs> I love Hollywood Homicide. Is Hollywood that what it homicide is? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> much.
0: But You guys aren't going to give it to Jordana Brewster for being in the Fast movies? No.
2: I mean, she's, she's had a good career. Him. Sean Hattie had less of a like huge yeah. impact, but now he's been on that Animal Kingdom show on TNT for the past yeah. eight or nine years. Like uh I guess Usher's the big loser, right? What did you that know, guy ever do? I mean, but, <laughs> yeah, he's the
3: richest, right? But I would Usher say, has yeah, the most money for sure.
0: Acting wise, it's probably yeah, like Hartnett and Elijah Wood, but maybe overall money wise, it was Usher. Oh,
1: I'm sure Elijah Wood makes a lot on Lord of the Rings residuals. His residuals have got to be very good.
0: Yeah, but that's not touring musician money, though. I don't know. I think you make a lot of money as a touring musician.
1: Did you guys see Wilfred? Oh, it's it's great. Yeah, Yeah.
0: that was on FX, right?
1: Yeah, I love that show. That was fantastic.
0: And and to your point, T-Dub is about disturbing behavior – these two movies have always been linked in my mind like volcano and dante's peak like i if there was probably a good part of the, like the 2010s that i didn't know which one was which i liked both of those movies but i'm always like which is the one with the kids that are stepford wives and which is the one with the
2: aliens it was certainly a moment in time where it was hip high school kids discovered something eerie going on in their town yeah I really thought Henry Are we McCall talking about scooby doo <laughs> Sort of, yeah. <laughs> like, didn't uh, didn't Josh Hartnett say Zoinks at some point in the movie? <laughs> ro Raggy?
3: <laughs> Are I guess this is kind of Chumpzilla's uh shtick, but aren't Josh Hartnett and Matthew Lillard just the same person?
2: Oh dude, do I would have given you, I would have given you Freddie Prinz, but no, <laughs> not Matthew. <Lillard. laughs>
0: Well, no, it's clear, though, that that was kind of the role they had picked out for Hartnett, but he's way too handsome for that.
3: He's it, not. He's uh, Hartnett's great, but I wouldn't give him, like, the, he's not that funny.
0: He, but he does really good in the role. He comes out, like, one of the best scenes in the movie is when he does, like, the the flirting with pre-conversion uh, oh, yeah, like vampy That was a great scene.
2: Yeah, he, he was good. He did the kind he, of the, the, the actually, dickish funny thing. He's actually yeah. better in this than in a lot of other movies he was in after this, where I, he's kind of like clearly limited. Also, how dare you say he's not funny? We just talked about Hollywood Homicide.
3: Yeah, that movie's funny. Mm-hmm. Was he doing? Is he, is he doing Streetcar the entire time? Yeah, listen, Stella. Stella.
0: Um <laughs> <laughs> oh. I think he's got an interesting career, too, because like t Dub said, he went out kind of on top, and then he just retired to be a family man,
2: right? And now, and he now he's back. coming back. Yeah. Many years. Penny Dreadful, and, great show.
0: Uh, and by the was, way, I mean, he was at Black Kermit. Hawk
3: Down is fantastic, and he's amazing in that.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, listener, we need to crack another beer ahead of the competitive portion of the pod. So we're going to go get that out of the fridge. It's important that we stay hydrated and drink plenty of water. I mean, beer, beer. Don't need your water spear. And uh, we'll see you on the flip side. (laughs) Welcome back to Hops and Box Office Flops. It's finally time for the Harrington High Trivia Challenge. Tonight, gentlemen, we have the standard format, five questions, multiple choice. And you'll be playing for a lifetime supply of pure, uncut scat and the screen-used Famca Janssen dummy. Tonight's chime-ins are, yeah, and I'm Portuguese. You'll be sucking my toes until graduation. Or any of the pod standards. Good luck,
1: gentlemen. In fact, any amount of drugs that kills you is a lifetime supply of those drugs.
0: I think it's the first time I get to use this line. That is not a very fun fact at all. <laughs> All right, let's get started here with question number one. What popular clothing brand had a cross-promotional deal that included TV commercials featuring the cast of the faculty? Was it A, Reebok, B, Tommy Hilfiger, C, Abercrombie &
1: Fitch, or D, FUBU? Oh, God, my brain's not working. Uh, Farts and tarts. Oh, okay. Captain Cash. While I like girls that wear Abercrombie and Fitch, the correct answer is Tommy Hilfiger.
0: B, Tommy Hilfiger. That is correct. Apparently in exchange for product placement in the film, which there isn't a whole lot of. Um, yeah, the, the cast uh, did print and TV ads for Tommy Hilfiger. I wore a lot
3: of Tommy Hilfiger cologne in 1998. Oh, fancy. And Abercrombie and Fitch for that matter.
1: I would like to know... What what did they put Elijah Wood in Tommy Hill? Like, he's just like a little baby man. we got to remember the in? oversized
3: polo shirt was very on trend back then. So
2: yeah. oh, all right. they all just look yeah. baggy. Oh, no, no. Everything looked baggy on him.
0: Uh, uh Wardrobe
2: had to dress him from the kids department. Captain Cash, he was in the separate campaign for Oshkosh Bagash. <laughs> oh, no. All right. Well, that Aww. is one point
0: for Captain Cash. And we're on to question number two. Famke Jansen was the uh, was not the only actress offered the part of Miss Burke. Which one of these actresses was also offered the role? Was it A. Gillian Anderson, B. Julia Roberts, C. Halle Berry, or D. Madonna?
1: Parts and darts.
0: That's Captain Cash again.
1: Uh, X Files. Scully
0: jillian anderson hey that is correct whoa i i, I kind of see it but i'm i would have probably had her cast as the principal
2: that was my yeah. guess i i was gonna guess her because that's sort of like a hey remember her she was in that sci-fi show here she is it would have been meta i suppose Callback. all right yeah. nice well played captain cash you've got a commanding
0: lead with two points now and i want that scat
1: give me that is, scat
0: <laughs> oh you're getting close nobody else is on the board as we head into question number three what was usher's character's name in the film was it a dj b miles c gabe or
2: d stefan farts and tarts
0: that's t-dubs it was gabe it was gabe i think they say it like twice yeah (laughs) maybe three times
1: Stefan was just a Stefan Urkel thing, wasn't it?
0: (laughs) I was trying to think something that wasn't offensive yet a little funny. All right. Uh, Hey, that's one point for T-Dubs. You've got a little bit of competition here, Captain Cash. You better stay on your toes. For question number four, the producers were frustrated with Josh Hartnett during filming because he wouldn't stop doing what? Is it A, trying to sell scat to the crew and extras, B, spending time in Jordana Brewster's trailer. C, spending time in Fomka Jansen's trailer. Or D, cutting his own hair.
2: Parts and, and tarts.
0: That's Bling Blake.
3: Well, he rocks that kind of uh, like bad, like kid gave the doll a haircut look with the permanent <laughs> cow lick. I'm going to go with cutting his own hair.
0: That is correct. D, cutting his own hair. Yes. Apparently, he thought that made him look more like an authentic teenager, and everyone else thought it looked stupid. He also had the same problems on how They were H. both so, right. Yeah. No,
2: no. no. Why he, not both? He looks perfect as the slacker who is yeah. not taking great care of himself.
0: Yeah, no, 100%. It,
2: it, it was a great
0: decision. He was right. That was a great decision. I'm sure Robert Rodriguez also supported it. It was just the Weinsteins thought, oh, he looks stupid.
2: He's supposed to look stupid. I heard he also wanted to wear uh Kate Beckinsale's hat from tiptoes, but they vetoed that. Uh, so that's just a bridge too far. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that
0: was, that
3: was a good decision.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, we have a serious chance for a tie here. It is two to one to one with captain cash in the lead. As we enter the last question, number five, Zeke's house was also featured in what classic Michael Keaton comedy? Zeke is Hartnett's character, for the record. Was that house featured in A, Beetlejuice, B, Multiplicity, C, Jack Frost, or D, First Daughter?
1: That's my D. I earned that D. Give me that D.
0: Oh, the D goes to Captain Cash.
1: Multiplicity is the correct
2: answer. Yes. Yes.
0: Apparently man. it was. I yeah. would have never have guessed that, but I guess that's a fact.
2: I love Cresby. that movie. First daughter, he's the We're president gonna... in that
0: movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've never seen it. I just had to pick another movie,
3: and Jack Frost came out at the exact same
2: time. Yeah, and it's supposed to be based uh, up north. And it obviously, wasn't the Beetlejuice house. Yeah, what do you take us for? Don't you Come ever on, put She'll... Beetlejuice as an answer? I know that house like the back of my hand. Otho fucking designed my house for Pete's sake. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, Captain Cash, you are the big winner with three points tonight. Enjoy your scat. Scat scat. scat, gummy. scat.
3: Hey, Captain yeah, Cash. Gummy, gummy. You should you should sell that, sell all that scat, and then we'll use the money to go to Disney World and then we're gonna eat a dolphin.
1: <laughs> on scat. <laughs> <laughs> Is the dolphin on scat? Are we on scat? Is it both? Yes. I, I'm pretty That's sure what it's, scat does it's, to a man. I'm
0: pretty sure in Ron DeSantis's Florida, as soon as you cross the border, you're just like giving a bag full of scat.
2: Here <laughs> like, will Welcome be to Florida.
0: Here's your scat. Bag full of <laughs> scat dolphin yeah.
2: nuggets. Here will be the headline of the Pittsburgh Post Gazette. Beep up. Bop, bop, bop. Local <laughs> Pittsburgh man. <laughs> the beat runs out on local Pittsburgh man addicted to <laughs> scat. Oh
0: no. Oh no. Found
2: abusing manatees.
0: I'm just glad T-Devs moved on from the Pink Floyd puns. That's growth, brother. That's growth.
2: Hey, do you know what Josh Hartnett's character sold scat for?
0: Money! (laughs) I'm back. (laughs) Damn, I spoke
3: too soon. All
0: right. Well, that brings us to the end of the pod and recommendations. Uh, I'll go first, as always. My first recommendation uh, is to go rewatch The Thing. Because that's a great movie and you should watch it every year. It's a classic. Uh, My second recommendation is 1999's The Virgin Suicides. It's Sophie Coppola's directorial debut, and it features Josh Hartnett alongside Kirsten Dunst, James Woods, Kathleen Turner, and a cameo from Danny DeVito. It's a melancholy drama about five sisters growing up with extremely strict parents in 1970s Detroit. I saw it when I was in college on the recommendation of a friend of mine that says, hey, you like movies, you should check this out. I'm like, okay. Uh, it's a serious movie. Um, it's not a feel-good movie, but it's very well done and worth checking out. You can find The Virgin Suicides uh, for free on Amazon right now. And it is well-reviewed. It's got an 80% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's, uh, yeah, it's an interesting 90s movie worth checking out as well. So that's what I got this week. Uh, who wants to go next?
2: So I can go. I uh, I have a couple. So this is sort of a cop out, but it was Harrington High School in this, and I forced some friends of mine to watch Rowdy Harrington's masterpiece, Roadhouse, over the weekend. There we go. And, of course, we covered that on the pod. Uh, Kindergarten Cop, because we're going to go school-themed. I watched that with my children. I love that movie. And what I wouldn't give to do a three-legged race with Arnold Schwarzenegger at a school fair. Arnold, if you're listening, I'll be tied to your leg anytime. Uh, I watched uh, Transformers Rise of the Beast, and I don't remember if I mentioned it on here or not. It's free on Paramount Plus, and I actually thought it was really bitching.
0: Oh, it's it's already free.
2: Yeah. I liked oh. it a lot, and I don't yeah, like it. Yeah, any it must be. You can tell it's movies. good
3: because it's already free.
2: Right. In it. uh, Ron Perlman is uh, Optimus Primal, so that's a huge plus. Cool, and cool. Uh, the kid from Into the Heights was really good in it. Anthony Ramos. Uh, I thought the soundtrack was really cool because it was a lot of hip hop music. And the guy who directed Creed 2 directed it, Stephen Cable Jr. I liked it. And I I I haven't even really seen Bumblebee, but the Bay movies are unwatchable for the most part. And I was like, wow, this is really cool. And this guy brought in the 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 beast transformers well. Yeah. Wow. Good voice uh- cast. I liked it.
0: Uh, on the note of the voice cast, did they use AI to generate Orson Welles' lines for Unicron? No, I
2: forget who played Unicron. I'd have to look it up, but it's not Orson Welles. No.
0: Well, that's that's a step. Down. But
2: uh, to see Unicron like with that type of money put into it, it looked pretty cool. Like the whole movie looks really, really uh, awesome. But,
0: I have to admit, the uh, character design from Bumblebee. The first like five minutes of Bumblebee is the best Transformers movie I've ever seen. This is true. And and this is the same animation style. So I'll have to check it out now that it's uh streaming
2: yeah. right on. Bumblebee gets the coolest moment of the movie. That's all I'm gonna say. The, uh, two, Mama said knock you out by LL Cool J. It is righteous. I, I was mean, like, I was I'm like, on board? I was like super hyped when
1: it
0: happened. <laughs> nice. All right, Captain Cash, Bling Blake. Somebody want to go next.
2: Um, My
1: recommendation this week is Good Omens is back with the season two. So it's uh the story of the angels that are around for Armageddon. And it, the one angel is played by David Tennant. The other is Michael Sheen. It's very funny mm-hmm. and kind of like a Terry. It's written by Terry Pratchett, and Neil Gaiman, or at least the first book is. And the sequel is obviously just Neil Gaiman because Terry Pratchett is, has been dead for geez five or six years now. Mm. At least. Um, but season two is out and it's so far been really enjoyable.
3: I love that book. And I, I really liked the first, uh, first season of it. I think It stayed really true to the source material.
0: Where do you find that?
1: Uh, it's on prime.
0: It's on prime. Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: Yes, sir. Hmm.
0: Very cool. All right. We're down to you bling. What should the listener uh, check out on your behalf this week?
3: Well, this is kind of lame because I said I was going to watch it and recommend it this week and then kind of recommended that the listeners watch it last week as well. Um, But that is Ahsoka on Disney Plus. It's they got the first two episodes out and it's pretty good. I think the by the time this airs, the third episode will be out. I think I was uh, slightly overserved last week and kept calling it Ashoka because I was uh, drunk. Um, You were scat-faced? I was scat-faced. I'm (laughs) tweaking, (laughs) man. Let me
0: fucking tweak. Uh,
3: But yeah, check it out. It's good. Um, I I really liked it. And then the other one is something I mentioned earlier in the pod, and that is uh, go to FX. I think you can can stream it right now on FX uh, app. And check out Wilfred with uh, with Elijah Wood. It's based on an Australian series, but basically uh, Elijah Wood. You
0: know, I guess hallucinates that his
3: dog is a person in a dog
0: costume that's Australian and is really funny. Yeah, no. he's a he's a stand up comedian. I can't think of his name now. No, it's not Jim Jeffries. Is somebody else? I thought I it thought it is. was Jim Jeffries.
3: No, it's the I think it's the guy that starred in the Australian version of it as well.
0: But Jim Jeffries had a show too, didn't he?
3: He did. He had and- his own show. Okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah. He. Yeah. A different sitcom with DJ Qualls and uh another guy you'd recognize, and I can't remember what it was called. Yeah. I'm, I
0: don't know why I thought he was in the Dog Show.
3: Because it's an name Australian. Is, his dude. name is yeah. Jason
2: Gan, the guy that Jason plays Gann. Wilfred.
3: Yeah. Um. It's really good. It's a. It's a really fun show. And then and to your to jump sure, to the show, the Jim Anderson Jeffrey show is really mom. good too. Uh. No. That's uh. That's, that's baskets the, with Zach Galifianakis. That's that's. Which he's is also on, a very good show,
0: <laughs> on on FX.
3: Uh, I think probably it is. Yeah.
0: Okay. Those yeah, shows I, all had like very similar vibes to me, much like Disturbing Behavior and the Faculty. I apparently, I've merged them in my mind.
2: There you go. You want to watch probably another not. Elijah Wood movie where he's sort of a soft spoken, nebbish type, uh, who has to rise to the occasion? It's called Pick. Literally him. any Elijah Wood movie. It's, uh, it's very. This movie is super weird. It's called Come to Daddy where this guy who hasn't seen his dad in years goes to see his dad. And uh, what he finds is not quite what he expected. It's free on Pluto. I watched it. It's like absurd. Uh, And he still looks so young, Elijah Wood. So
0: I thought for sure that was going to be the ice storm. You know, the Ang Lee movie. I was waiting for that Ang Lee plug.
2: Yeah. Also a good one. I mean, that's a great movie. Is that his first movie? No, dude, he was in like The Good Son. Yeah, he was in. Wasn't he in? Oh, Flipper? that's right. That's the
0: Macaulay, that's the Macaulay Culkin movie. Yeah,
2: I mean, he's been yeah. acting since he was very, very young.
0: I thought I thought The Ice Storm was old though. It's not that old. I huh. Guess I don't know my Elijah Wood. Well, alrighty, folks, that ends our episode. Next episode, we're strapping on our shorts and shells to tackle the Keanu Reeves and Gene Hackman football comedy classic, The Replacements. And as always, you can find the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at hops and BO flops. You can find me on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it, at chumpzilla8. Captain Cash is at C A P T C A S H on most of your social medias. And the thunderous wizard can be found on Twitter at writer T L K. And don't forget Bling Blake, he does his scatting on Twitter at Bling Blake. If you enjoy the pod, don't forget to leave us a review or drop us a line on the socials. And remember, kids, just say yes to scat. It's poop.
2: Scat. It's poop. <laughs> I, I mean, if we're being honest, putting poop up your nose is, is not a good idea. Poop up your nose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> keep keep poop out of your nose.
0: <laughs> pink eye. Yeah. Keep, the, keep the, the poop away from your face. The more you
2: know...